What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Before we get into the podcast, I'd love it if you hit subscribe um, and give us a little review at the end. Once you've listened, it just makes the podcast go and keep going. Um, so I would love that. I'm trying not to die from coughing right now. Um, podcast time. And this week, I'm really excited about the guest. Uh, Ferry Corsten needs no real introduction. Um, and if you don't know who Ferry Corsten is, you will know who he is by the end of this podcast. However, Ferry has been at the top of the trance scene for many, many years, starting in the mid or the late 90s and still going. Um, it always amazes me when I sit down with people in on this podcast and talk to them that they've been in the industry for over 20 years it's kind of really humbling to me and I get a lot from it and from me getting a lot from it I really hope you do um so I'm gonna stop blabbering on and introduce Ferry Corsten so without further ado Ferry Corsten Ferry Corsten what's cooking man good good yeah it's the uh, back on the road again all of a sudden you know yeah man it's, uh, I thought it would never come, and then <laughs> boom, it's here. <laughs> I thought I would ease in, but it was not. It's just like bang. I feel in. you. I feel you. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for taking the time. It's, it's an absolute Absolutely. pleasure to have you on. Um, how's uh, how's life? Good. Um, like I said, busy again touring, uh, trying to to balance now with you know how how it was during COVID, where you had all the time in the world yeah. in the studio. Now there's none. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So it's just uh, it's, it's it it baffles me how you know before the pandemic everything was had, had its place right touring mm, had a place studio yeah. were had a place the whole all the logistics around it were fine it was just like a, a well greased sort of machine if you yeah. will right yeah yeah like we're juggling again like okay how and when and what and but um what, so, do, you, yeah, I mean, what do you think that is what do you think the juggling is because but we did it beforehand easily fine right I, yeah that's why i was trying to figure it out you know what what why is it so so hard to just get a grip on uh no touring of course that that you know uh but but uh finding the time and space and whatever to to be in the studio again and and get the inspiration that you know you would you would be getting before the pandemic within two days and you had a track done and you know and yeah. now, so to me i mean that's different for everybody else i guess but um i really feel like i'm, I'm really longing for them for the, those for like few weeks you mm. know attached to be in the studio and to just <laughs> dive and nerd out and all that's, of that stuff that's the thing that i've struggled with most yeah. not not really struggled with but like i pre-covid i was like very regimental with my studio and like i knew that studio happened when i was downtime when i was like during the week so i tour on the weekends and then during the week get in the studio and for some reason like well i started the podcast which takes a shit ton of time up as well and like i just started doing other things and then those other things seem to have just got in the way of the one thing that i need to do the most and that's produ producing <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah yeah I guess also from from I mean in my situation I have two kids and mm. uh, you know when pandemic started my my son was he was like four and a half almost yeah. five mm. you know and now he's now he's eight yeah just eight so uh, it's a different person from three years ago one hundred percent yeah yeah 
different needs and 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 stuff so i noticed that as well that's just uh slightly different and um how is it how is it being a dad with whilst touring yeah i mean look in the beginning it was it was just like something that i was touring and then came the kids right mm. so the, the, the kids grew into me being away and yeah. for them that was normal and they had me 24 7 mm. for th- <laughs> <laughs> you know and my daughter's 14 so she's like oh, yeah cool all right bye dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my son is like are you gone again you know yeah. he's really now now he's really aware of that i'm gone and before that was just normal to him and then after having me all the time yeah. you know now Oh wait! Powers out. Power goes off. (laughs) Sorry for that. Uh, Did you switch off the power? Sorry. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's fine. Don't worry. Cut that out. (laughs) We're we're good. We're good. So, does the family ever travel with you? Um, sometimes. I mean, my my wife's Filipino. Yeah. So, um, we uh, we used to. uh, we used to pair the two, right? I mean, mm. just do family visit in the Philippines, and then yeah. uh, from there I would travel Asia. Yeah, uh, so that would be uh, that would be nice and and comfortable in a way. So they would be there. I didn't have to fly so far, you know. Yeah, yeah from Manila, yeah. pretty much everything's within reach within four hours mm. max. So, so that was good. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if, how that's going to to work out now since uh, since. You know, school schedules are yeah. <laughs> a lot more uh, rigid now than uh, before. So, well, that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Like you said, like the kids grow older and they have more responsibilities, and you have more responsibilities as a parent to kind of to take out, take on, rather than when they're just a kid, like or a baby. Like you can take them anywhere; yeah. they don't, don't have to be anywhere. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we'll, we'll might we we'll might find a way. I mean, um, this. Uh, a summer, uh, we, we got ourselves a, a place in Austria. Nice. Uh, so we're like big uh, ski snowboard fans. And okay. Love the mountains, so we, we made we made the step to buy something there and uh, and spend the summer there. Wow. So I was doing, you know, we were there, and I was traveling from from Austria to yeah. uh, those places. But, Austria is beautiful, isn't it? I've only ever been to Vienna, but I've it's, right. it's amazing. Yeah, Vienna's a beautiful city, but but when you get to the mountains, man, it's just like wow. Mm. Uh, I just I just love being in the mountains. It's amazing. Yeah, there's uh, there's something about being in like nature for me. Like mm. no matter where it is, I don't know. It's like nature. It's, it's this sounds really weird, but nature and the cinema are like two places where like I just shut off completely. My phone just goes like I don't think about my phone. I don't worry about anything else, and it's just like time to switch off and just enjoy it yeah yeah no that's it that's like peace and quiet that uh you know you can find you can really find yourself there um you know you just don't have to think about uh, anything else just just retreat in, in a way that's really that's really what it does to me and and especially being in austria in the mountains it feels like it's it's like a cleansing type of thing almost mm, yeah yeah being cleansed sorry just have to open a gate for the door in one second no worries man no worries yeah yeah but, I- yeah I think that's uh, how how important do you find like the balance between like you've been doing this for years like how long have you actually been touring like full time as a DJ um I would say from I was trying to work it out myself and I couldn't (laughs) yeah I would say yeah I would say I mean when I the whole touring bit started for me uh after I released uh, System F out of the blue yeah yeah 
that and that I think that I believe that was like end of '98 yeah. when I came out. Wow. So and and that and initially it was mostly UK because mm. it blew up first. So I was in the UK every weekend. Mm. Uh, you know, especially with the bank holidays, the long weekends and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I consider that touring because I, I was I was away from home yeah, all the course. time. Yeah. And Asia came and then Australia and then America. And so, so yeah, ever since, ever since 98, pretty much on and on. Yeah. So 20, my maths is awful, but 25 years, 28 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are now 22. Yeah, so uh, let's say 23 years, yeah. 24 years. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's pretty impressive yeah. to be. I don't want to think about it. I, say, like, <laughs> I was thinking that there's like there's like 23 year old kids that are like blowing up now and they're just starting and you've been DJing their whole career. Um, and that's me. I want to think about Carl. Carl I know, right? Carl, Carl Craig, <laughs> like all those guys. Like just, I had I had Kevin Saunderson on the podcast, um, right. and like he's just been like when he starts talking about the eighties and I'm like, Jesus, I wasn't even born then. Like right. it's just another level of like legend uh, status. I, I, yeah. I would be glued to his lips as well, man. In that sense, you know, like with my ears, like, wow. Cause I mean, I, I, I got so much inspiration from, I still get from the eighties stuff, mm, you know? But yeah. I, 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 the eighties was, was the era that switched me on mm. to, liking other music than just the top 40 stuff you know yeah, i yeah. read i was i was what eight nine years old when i was uh, when when all that real big stuff happened and i'm not talking about pet shop boys and the, mm. the more commercial i'm really talking about you know uh i don't know stuff like uh where would i go with this i mean there's this there's, there's tons of different 80s stuff that i read like uh, Man Parish, Hip Hop, Bebop, that kind of stuff, you know, Ashim, yeah. It's Time, um, all that, all that, uh, almost like the, the breakbeat electro type of stuff, you know, I was really into that when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, still love it to this day. I think it's so, it still sounds so fresh when you listen to stuff from that, uh, from that era. It's funny so, how you have like this era of, this period of music when you're growing up that, even that you always listen to for the whole of your life like i was literally i was in ibiza yesterday and i was having lunch with friends and there was like mtv like 90s hits that came I, on the tv yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i was like damn they don't make music like they used to and i and i was like i remember my parents saying that and i remember my brother and sister saying that and it's just like we're just we're just stuck in our own like in this period of time where we loved and yeah. nothing is ever going to be it that's very true. I mean, you know, the eighties. I I grew up liking other music. The nineties, I grew up clubbing. So yeah. you know, I, I got that whole, really lived that whole time, mm. that period. He lived it. So and uh, you know, yeah, like you said, at MTV. It's, it's, it's a shame that it's not here anymore in that sense. And every generation has has their thing, right? Totally. Okay. Yeah. So, but if you know, remembering coming home from clubbing and there was MTV on and with, mm. with the chill or whatever just the fact that the most random of ambient kind of weird tracks very super underground even had a music video you know yeah being played on mtv that's that's almost like you can't think of that anymore today you know yeah it's really strange the whole music video when i when i started my label it was the one thing that i wanted to make sure that i do is that every single release i do is there's a music video and that's like purely for my own egotistical kind of thing really if i'm (laughs) honest but it's like i feel like for me it's like music hands so well visually and it's really strange that it's kind of been lost a little bit because 
like shows are so visual now it's actually a lot of the time more so about the visuals than the actual music and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way it's the case it's true show around the one guy that stands behind a a table that the crowd doesn't really what's happening on top of it exactly the actual visual part and uh yeah so i mean yeah the cool thing is like you know i i had a lot of music videos um you know, special so back in the day, mm-hmm. and now the new show that I'm doing, the what the, the, the what the F tour, yeah, uh, because it's all all my material. Uh, I'm actually when I play the track, the music video is playing wow. in the editor. You know, so all these old mu- music videos will you know will be shown as well. It's actually really nice. Yeah, I bet because like because I bet you have quite. You know, like <laughs> say that again. Sorry, say that again. You see a baby fairy and a baby Armin together, <laughs> or I call it like 20 years ago, like smooth faces, and like, you know, wow, okay, this is so much fun to watch, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I guess the thing is, is a lot of the people that are coming to see you now, I know, I'm pretty sure your your fan base has like gotten younger as they always do, and you still have like the, the kind of, the diehards that still love the old stuff, but like a lot of the, a lot of the younger lot haven't even heard that stuff or like haven't seen that how it was presented in the original form. It's it's, right. yeah. it's really interesting time. Uh, it's amazing when uh, when I have these conversations. Um, uh, so for my radio show, I work together with Jesse, mm. who's who's my and and he's uh, 22, 23. Yeah. So you know, he's he ex- he you know uh, experiences music today in a very different way than I do. Right. Totally. And yeah. So when we have these conversations and he's talking about, oh yeah, I was heard, he's he's really growing up in this whole techno bubble that's mm. so huge right now. So all the Charlottes and all the, the other girls that play stuff, you know, yeah. th- and, and drop an old trans track, and he's like, oh man, it was so cool. You know, my friends all say like, yeah, this this new techno is so cool. Techn- this is not new techno, guys. It's just like <laughs> this is a- <laughs> like, and um, it's it's just amazing to see how perception is so different nowadays. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I, I'm sure you've seen it even more so than me. And it's I don't want to sound like an old old man, um, but it's fashion just changes and and oh, yeah. and yeah, music yeah. is fashion and it just goes in and out. And like <clears throat> a lot of what we're hearing is tech brackets techno now is pretty much trance to a certain yeah. extent. <laughs> Just it, it has all the hallmarks of a trance track, you know. It's 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 it has melody. It's uh, there's a breakdown. There's um, it's just that the kick is fatter and it's just a little bit more, you know. There's a bit more oomph to it than 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 ever. But um, yeah, I, oh, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, if it's also very divided right now. You have the the faster banging sort of tech stuff that mm. you know picks certain trance tracks from back in the day, or you also you you have like the tale of us is in the art beds and yeah. people like that. And that sounds really deep and dark and just, but everything, all the elements in there to me, that's just like, yeah, sure. That's just a trance track. Yeah. I totally so, agree. It's trance slowed down really for exactly, me. Different way and, and made it cooler than, you know, the, the faster stuff in a way, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's beautiful music that's out there right now. There's a lot of stuff happening that is just really interesting. Yeah, it is. And how how does how do you feel about that when you're kind of you're from the trance world, right? Or you, you're most of what you do is in the trance world. Yeah. Um, and 
you see like new, not new genres, but what people perceive as new genres? How how does that mm-hmm. how do you kind of how does that sit with you? It it, it in a way it makes me makes me proud, yeah. you know, weirdly, yeah, because it's, it's the stuff that I've been doing for so long, and now you know someone takes whether it's from my tracks or other people's tracks from from my era, right? Yeah, and, but someone now takes uh elements from from that and and just you know yeah just present it in a new way mm. a more fresh modern modern sound uh so I, I i think it's really cool the only thing i i i don't think is you know is 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 cool is actually when how how trans has become a dirty word in a way yeah. you know and um and everyone, it's not even the producers and the DJs, it's really a lot more the fans of the techno fans, right? Mm. That trying so hard in, in every way possible to not call it trance, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that because techno is cool now, right? Yeah, uh, let's be honest, it just is what it is. It's a trance record. And uh, I totally agree with you. I totally agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> But, you know, like, yeah, on the, so on the other hand, you know, when I speak to, I don't know, when I speak to uh, yours, Vaughn, or uh, Enrico, right, and, and they're all like, yeah, man, we were big trans heads. You know, we yeah. grew up on that stuff. Yeah. Love it. That's, well, our heart is there. Yeah. But our heart is with techno as well, and the, to, to mesh the two together, it's just great. But they also say, like, yeah, we don't understand why why it's so hard to admit that it's just an amazing trans track, you know, that you like as a techno fan. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I really yeah. don't know where that's come from because, like, for me, for me, as I've, like, kind of grown into the industry and still learning so much right. every day, like, I've seen, like, how trance fans are and they're the best fans in the world for in, in electronic music like they're, I, they're very um loyal is one word but the word i'm actually looking for um uh, i don't know it's it's a culture in its own right totally. almost yeah yeah you know and there's no other there's no other there's no other genre like that like i've got friends that like one of my really close friends is like a manager of one of the biggest djs in the world right now and right she is a tr- like he plays something completely different. She is a trance head and will still go to a trance night whenever she yeah. possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And nice. it's like you, I feel like you have like you, you you have your moment as a as a club goer, where yeah. you like li- go listen to something. You're like whether it's techno, whether it's tech house, whether it's like I started listening to like like when I first started playing, I'd play like soulful house. And then, like, I went into, like, the head candy route and things like that. Yeah. And I love that era. But, like, and I still love Soulful House. But would I go and go to a head candy night now if it was still around? Absolutely fucking not. Like, I, <laughs> I just really wouldn't. <laughs> but, like, I feel like the trance fans, they will just go for life. And they're just there for life. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, I think you, you saw that already back in the day with, yeah. you know, the whole the whole gate crusher movement and yeah. the crusher kids. Uh, you know the 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 um, all of the, the furry fluorescent stuff yeah, yeah, that they yeah. were. Wearing. I think that has translated very much now to the states with all the candy stuff and yeah. what they wear, the sort of whatever the sticks with the banners on it. So um, 
yeah, it's, it's definitely still there. It's, it's really that that sort of uh, togetherness that, mm. that you really see with the trans crowd. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing because um, I used to... I'm, we we actually met years ago. You're never going to remember when we met, but I used to I used to work for Cream in Ibiza. Okay. All right. Um. So, right. I don't know if you remember Tom Brown, who used to record all the podcasts. All the, yes. So I yeah, work. I do. Yeah. I worked for Tom recording the ah, podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, come across you quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and that it always amazed me there when you have this island of like coolness, right? And yeah. then you have Cream, and Cream was like the pinnacle night on the island, especially after Manumission kind of left. Like yeah. Cream was, yeah. Cream was the one. You had We Love Sundays on Space. You had Cream, and yeah. and that was kind of the like the two big big nights. Yeah. And I was always amazed that like even when trance went in and out of fashion during the like the during the last kind of period, the last like four or five years of, of cream like still how trance did so well at cream and it was yeah. like just a huge party and you yeah. i didn't ever really see it until i w worked at cream and saw the size of of it and it always amazed me really always amazed me well essentially like you said like uh, cream was the pinnacle of of you know of of that sound, but also in a way of British clubbing on the mm -hmm. island, you know. In, I feel. Totally. Um, but in a way, since trans became smaller on the island and Cream was still there doing it, everyone who loved trans was going there, right? Always. So, I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, it was like the only thing on the island that was giving you that. True, yeah. Yeah, there were a couple of other initiatives, uh, you know, especially in the, the turn of the century with the Judgment Sundays that yeah. I played for, 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 they did it for, what, seven, eight, nine years or so. Yeah. That was great as well. That was um, wild that night. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, I don't think there were, like, many trans nights, really. No. 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 It's mad. It's but, mad. How was, it, how was it growing up in Rotterdam? You're from Rotterdam, right? I'm from Rotterdam, yeah. How was yeah. it growing up with, like... How? Because I I'm always amazed how in the Netherlands the the government kind of supports music and it's always been like amazing to me. Like I'm from the UK and we have yeah. a very rich uh, music history, but I wouldn't ever say the government gets behind the artist and kind of really supports them how they do in in, the, right. in the Netherlands. Yeah, I mean over here, yeah. Well, first, you know the Netherlands. Yeah, I, I really think that the the the, um, the governments are is is very much. If government really supports just um, arts in yeah. general, you know, mm. and uh, it's a small market, so well, wherever they feel that they can, so like help in a way to to get a a, a local product wow. grow grow out. Really, you know, mm. uh, it's just good for. I don't know for 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 the Dutch image around the world, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, so in, in, in terms of music, they've always been very, um, yeah, very supportive. That's why we have like I think annually over about over about fourteen hundred festivals. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Crazy. It's wild. It's yeah, it's wild. Exactly. And you have so many artists, like, I don't know outside of the dance music world because I don't really kind of pay attention to, like, more of the pop world in the Netherlands, but you have a lot of artists that 
a lot of DJ producers that are from the Netherlands that are extremely big. Yeah. And also behind people, you know, that there's like producing for other exactly. artists. And, yeah. 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 That's a, that, yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I always make the joke. There's something in the water here. I don't know what, it, you know, <laughs> and I can't really explain it, but I, I used to explain back in the day before dance music became so like global and, and, and started to adapt a more uniform sound globally. Uh, I, in the beginning, there was there was a typical British sound. There was a typical Scandinavian yeah. sound, uh, a typical German, and then you know Belgium and France with their sort of like discoy type of stuff. So, and um, I always used to say, I, I think you know, since we're smack in the middle, I think we just get everything, get everything from around us, and you know, put it in a blender and. Voila, there's a, there's yeah. us, right? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So um, nowadays, I don't know how, mu how much true that is because, like I said, it's, I feel that I can't really hear that a record is a British record or a no. German or a bit more the same or, you know. Um, well, I think with the internet, you have so many more ways to hear sounds that you like, right? So, like, yeah. for me, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you heard like a garage record, you'd be like, oh my God, that's very British, but it could be made by somebody in Japan. Like, oh, you yeah. just never know. Nice. Yeah. You never know, which I think is actually amazing because I think it then gives people, like, let's, let's say for instance, like for you, when the System F record came out, you said you were like just touring in, Amer in the UK to start with. And, and it's amazing how you can kind of get a fan base in a certain area. And like some people have fan bases in the most random places, but yeah. like, I, <laughs> like I have friends that just have that just touring South Asia, right. Or like yeah. Russia when you could tour in Russia and things like that. And yeah, it's yeah. like, how, how, how did you get hurt? Like, how did you get big here? And then you just, they're just like, I don't know, but it just happened. And yeah. What was that like when you kind of first got to that first touring point where you were like, I don't know why I'm going to the UK so often. I know my record's doing well, but like, I'm here. Well, weirdly, I, I never really wanted to be a DJ. Oh, really? Funny enough. Yeah, I always wanted to just produce music. That's yeah. it. I, I, being in my, my studio, my little domain, you know, that's that's the place I love. I was a very homey sort of person, mm. you know, out of the year on vacation. That's more than enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and my, yeah, when I when I made out of the blue and and uh, we uh, we started promo, sending promos out, you know. Uh, well, first of all, I knew already it was a sound that wasn't around. It was very different from anything else yeah. that it was around at the time, you know. Um, and and then the introduction of the JP eight thousand at the time mm. was with, with big super saw, yeah. you know, sort of. Um, characteristic sound for the jp uh made that track already really like from a sonic point of view also really like stand out yeah. so i knew there was something different and uh when we started promoing it you know we 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 almost did it a bit of, in a bit of a gravel way mm. we not, not like not like oh yeah we send like normal white labels and stuff we just really went crazy with you know scratching out the, the serial number oh, really? and uh uh we had one side press and the other side had an in, in, in inscription of saying uh, out of the blue something to blow your brains out or something i don't know we went all, all, all out crazy stuff and were you doing that by um, hand 
Yeah, uh, the the with the scissors. Yeah, we oh really? We, yeah, we sketched it out. I think we had the other the, the inscription just done in the in the pressing plant that yeah. you did. Um, oh yeah, we also cut out from newspapers uh, like individual letters to to make some sort of like a ransom letter. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, and then and then we send it from a from a undisclosed address, right? Mm. So it wasn't untraceable. It was untraceable. The only thing that was on there was without the country code, just uh, the the mobile phone number of uh, at the time Michael Peron, who's now you know Armada, the yeah. ma in ma. In, uh, um, we worked together then at the la- uh, at this label, and um, that was that was the only thing that uh, that that yeah you, know, you could reach someone behind this project basically. Yeah. So you, if you're an a- if you were an A and R at the time, you would always get these like perfectly mm-hmm. you know neatly yeah. uh, pressed records, and all of a sudden there's this thing, you know, you're like, oh what's this who. You know, who has the balls to send it like that? <laughs> so let's listen. And then the track was different. I mean, we felt like, okay, this is the right approach to just make it stand out. And all of a sudden, boom, it was there. Uh, everyone was chasing the record. Mm. And within, you know, within a few days, it was signed. Well, Pitong said, like, okay, I'll come over. I'll, I'll, I'll snatch it up. So it was signed to Pitong's uh, label, Long F- Records. Was that FFRR or? Yeah. 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 And within. Weeks from that, I got my first phone call from Ministry Sound. Like, hey, this record is blowing up. Do you want to do transmit? Uh, trans, uh, what's it? Transnation. Yeah. You know, I mix that for us. And I've never, I'd never really. I mean, I've, I've played a few times in a club. I never really played in any, like, not real. I wasn't really a DJ, right? Yeah. I could mix records, but then when you can, when you can mix records, that doesn't make you a DJ. Mm. So here I was in the UK mixing that album, uh, you know, in London. And then the first phone calls came in, like yeah, Homelands at the time, the festival, and yeah. like Cream, and okay, it's like wow. I hear all of a sudden I was in in these clubs that I could only read about, and and mm. you know, yeah, yeah, clubs like wow, here I am, I'm doing this, and yeah, but it, but it went it went it was really weird. It, was, it went real fast and very gradually at the okay. same time. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden I was just there, mm. and. Playing all all over the country, running up and down the motorways, right? And just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. It's a really crazy sort of uh, reality shift for me at the time. Well, I guess yeah. also if you're used to just being in a studio and then hearing your hearing people want to hear your music live, it must be a yeah. kind of it's it's a crazy feeling for all of us, right? But I think yeah. especially for that first time, like I've personally never had like a hit record. I've had bigger records, but I've never had a hit record like that where it's like it completely changes your career from like the get go. Mm-hmm. But it must be wild when you're. How old were you when that happens? I was about twenty four, twenty five, maybe. Which is yeah. super young at the time, especially in the nineties when like there's no social media, there's there's no one had mobile phones. Like, yeah, you're on vinyl. You're like by yourself like going from homeland and then going to like england with a bunch of reprobates taking god knows how many drugs and <laughs> <laughs> and raving in clubs oh yeah yeah i, I mean you know special days I, I but but that's 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 for me then i i'm sure you know a young kid nowadays who has the same dream and 
you know, Caesar hears his track being played by David Guetta on main stage at yeah. Tomorrowland. You know, it's yeah. going to have to say, ah, you know, and, yeah, and then yeah. from there on, I, I, there's many examples of kids that had their breakthrough because of something like that, you know, and then all of a sudden they're just touring themselves. And uh, the, the, a beautiful, a beautiful uh, thing that I saw recently on uh, on Instagram, I think, was uh, Ben Hemsley, mm. who's now really up in in the uk right and he, he posted his he had a few posts of his uh his set at Creamfields at that that massive stage yeah, where he yeah. played yeah. yeah and just the the it's almost like what i really loved about watching that it's almost like the sheer disbelief in his eyes like this is is this really yeah, happening yeah. am i you know and uh, yeah it was just so cool to see because i was there at one point and i just was like you know, just having the same sort of reaction at the time. So it was really cool to see that. Yeah, it's, it's so nice to see somebody when they have got to where you think you never wanted, you never could get to, but you got there, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When was that moment for you? Um, I actually think my, my yeah, I th- yeah, maybe my first time at Cream mm. in Liverpool. In Liverpool, yeah. I think I played Homelands before that, but I, I, I never really knew about Homelands. Yeah. I knew it was a fan, but so to me, it, it didn't have that sort of like, oh my god, thing. But Cream, I knew about, and yeah. you know, I had the season, I had you know, or Paul Okafor, Cream, oh, ooh, the whole thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And there, Paul Okafor was playing is always right. It's just like <laughs> this this legendary thing I'm now part of. Yeah. So that that. Yeah, I think that's definitely that moment. Yeah, it's it's funny how how those kind of you have these those first moments and then they start happening more and more regularly and then it, it kind of it's kind of turns into your normal life, right? Like how often are you playing in front of huge crowds in in festivals that you and you look back and go 30 years ago my teenage self would never have thought that yeah. this is where we're at. Pinch me, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild. It is wild. And realistically, there's only, let's say, a hundred artists in DJ, like a hundred DJs that actually are really experiencing that. So we're kind of, we're super blessed that, that we're going through these experiences in life and being able to do what we do. We're, pr- we're pretty lucky. Oh, yeah. I tell myself that very often, um, just like I, I really feel uh, blessed in that sense because uh, I know there's there's like millions of guys mm-hmm. who want and only a few that get the chance to do this, you know. So, yeah, I, I really, you know, it sounds almost a bit like, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I kind of thank, thank the universe quite often, like thanks for, for, for making this happen and making me do this, you know. It's well, I just, think... Uh, I always, I always like get asked this, and I'm sure you do more more than me. But it's like, how do you, how do you get there? Like, how do you get to that point in your career? And I, <clears throat> although like a lot of it's hard work, but I, I like, I would say majority of it is luck. And I don't like to kind of play down what we do. And, and no, but yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's a combination of quite a few factors, and yeah. definitely luck is is one of them. You know, meet the right people at the right time, be at the right event and do something that reverberates further out you know and mm. uh, or, or make that record that changes people's lives you know by accident because look um, we're, we're not 
studio sitting, you know, drawing it all out, like, this is how I'm going to make the record. And then there's, it's, it just happens, right? It's just, yeah. you land your hands on and there's the melody and boom, you have the right sound and, and just, or even it's a shit record, but it just resonates with the crowd. <laughs> 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 that that is real though. That's 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 the real talk, really. Is that you... maybe that's part of the luck where luck comes in? I don't know, right? But <laughs> I, yeah, because I think that's it. That's it. Is you you never know, right? And yeah. like everybody you ask, no, they always say we never knew this record would be the one that that hits. Yep, never. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's the beauty of, of music. You know, it's in the end, it's uh, it's it's how people experience it, mm. and. Uh, and, and what I, what I, um, what I'm amazed about is, you know, look the room behind me. That's my little studio. Yeah. Same as you. There is. That's your. You're there most of the day. Yeah. You know, that's your bubble, your life. You create something. You're happy with it. You put it out in the world, and then it leaves the studio, and that's it. Yeah. Chapter close for you. You move on to the next track. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, this thing starts create starts living its own life. Yeah. And and doing its own thing and you know when i when i play somewhere in a random place and someone comes up to me like you know this and this track just changed my life mm -hmm. i was in a rough place and you know blah, blah, blah. and you hear these stories sometimes wow you know i mean it's not it's it's just amazing how much more uh, something that you do with passion mm -hmm. uh how much more comes comes from that right well, I think, yeah, I totally agree with you because I always have that saying that when the record's released, it's not it's not my record anymore. It's 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 everybody else's, and they can kind yeah. of do what they want to do with it. But yeah, it's it is mad when you get those those messages or somebody tells you like this this record helped me get through some tough times, and you're like, I literally just made that in my pants in my studio, like not thinking about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, that's the amazing thing about music. And I, and I guess I look back on what music has done for me in life outside of my job. And I think like, well, yeah, like some records have like gives me the best memories of the happiest times in my life and gives me memories of the saddest times of my life. And that's yeah. what music can do. And then without yeah. sounding cliche, it's, it's I don't know what we would do without music because it's the only thing that doesn't answer back to us, right? It's just... Yeah. It's, it's just there and you can do what you want with it. Yeah. It's pretty special. True. It's pretty special. I'm glad, glad, it, glad it doesn't answer back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about highs and lows of a career because you've, you, like we've just worked out, you've been full time in, in this industry for a long time and throughout a career, it can't always be uh, like at the top of, of, and it can't always be high and it's it can't, always be at the bottom if you know what I mean there's always a way up when it's at the bottom it, it fluctuates you know and and in the beginning your your first high is just an amazing high like oh my god the world is mine yeah. da, da, da. And then comes the 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 first point where you notice like oh hang on a minute you know I'm, I'm not in in the same demand anymore as I was a year ago or half yeah. a year ago or something I mean a good example was when I did out. I followed it up with Gorilla, uh, followed up with a carte blanche. I did the remix for really morbid. I asked for strings, mm -hmm. remix U2. It was like bang, 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 one off the other. Uh, the magazines in the, in, in the UK were all like, oh, yeah, he's the producer, the man of the moment, da, 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 da. And then came Sasha Dig with Timo Mas, all the, the prog stuff. Yeah. They were 
Eric Corson is shit. That's like a commercial shit, you know? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. And, and so from one from one moment into the next, it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, mm. that, that's how does that um, feel? How does that feel though? Like, like realistically, like feelings wise, like how does that actually it, feel when you get when you're there and experiencing yeah, it? It hits. It hits you because you, you know, um, it's just so you're in your high and your bubble and your uh, oh, let's do this. You know, mm. I can do this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, but hang on a minute, I I think I have to. It's time to to regroup. You know. Yeah. And at first, you're just like, also not used to negativity yeah because it was all you, you never had to deal with s- such in a way negativity in your life before yeah yeah so yeah i had to give that a place okay but i, I lucky enough I, I was i was pretty quick to say to myself look you know you, you can't simply not please everybody yeah and you can play for a thousand people and only one in the crowd has to say everybody's like oh amazing amazing set amazing set there's one person in the crowd says like you're shit yeah. that's the one you you, you walk away with mm-hmm. not the other 199 yeah. you know so I, we seem to be much more sensitive to negativity mm-hmm. than than you know than positivity and it, it took a while to give it to give it a place but yeah i told myself like look just uh deal with the punches this is this part of it and um try to just uh, come up with like uh, you can only you can only you can only pay that pay the negative guys back w- with with another punch record totally. and then uh, i think the next one was punk so yeah. uh, in a different sort of sound you know mm. so and um and it's it's been going like that pretty much you know ever since i mean yeah just yeah, you gotta accept that it's not always up. There's yeah. downs as well, and and without the downs, there can't be ups, right? So it's totally. very it, yeah, yeah. So when but, when there is no, when there is, <laughs> say that again. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's not easy at times. Yeah, it's you know it's like oh, because you you want that high all the time. Mm. So yeah, yeah, but I I like you said is like if it, you can't always have that high again. It's no, it's it's just a, a fact that the lows have to come. I think the issue is is that when you get to the level of where you're where you got to, the lows can be a lot lower than what they you'd ever experienced before, right? Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. the higher you go, the the lower the lowest because you're back to square one. Or not always back to square one, but you're back to square two and where you're at a hundred, yeah. if you know what I mean. So it's like <clears throat> Yeah. It's, it's almost like a classic drug addict, right? They always follow <laughs> always chasing that first high and it's never gonna happen because it's because it's gonna ever, it's yeah. never. Everything that new that is new sound, feels more intense, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, but you know, after uh, what, 20, 25 years. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to say I got used to it. It's 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 never nice, mm. but I'm able to 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 give it a place and just uh, deal with it in a different way. Do you it's think? Like, do, yeah. do you feel that still happens for you now, though? Because I feel, I feel like from just from an outsider's point of view, I feel like you. I feel like when once you've had those highs as a as an artist, like highs and lows at the beginning of your career and throughout, like there comes a point where you're just like, I'm just ex- this is just my life. I'm just accepting yeah. that this is where I'm at. And if somebody wants to book me, they want to book me. If somebody wants to see me, they're going to turn up and see me play. Like, and I. <laughs> 
And I feel yeah. like there's like a space, there's space for everybody now. And I don't think there was necessarily 10, 15 years ago, but now in the market of like the internet, everything, there's yeah. space for everybody. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's very important not to conf- com- to be confused with like complacency, you know, because mm. oh, it's not like, oh yeah, I don't give a shit. I just do whatever people like me or don't. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But, but there's a bit of that too. Because, and, and and this sounds in a way, it's like walking the ass, right? Of saying the right thing, and people maybe it's like, oh, look at him. But that's not what I mean. I, if you think about it, you are your artist. You are the artist yeah. that you want to. Yeah. In order to make that next main stage slot, if you will, mm. do you stick to your sound, or you do, or do you sell yourself to the devil, yeah. right? And that's a real fine sort of line to walk. And everybody has their own choices. Everyone, you know, some of the DJs out there that have chosen that route, mm-hmm. and there's DJs uh, out there that have chosen to stick with their uh, to their to their own thing. The way I look at it is like, look, I became this artist by doing what I do, and people started following me. Yeah. In a way, here comes the tricky part. But I said anyway. In a way, it's like okay, the sheep and the shepherd, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel art, an art form is because the shepherd takes it somewhere and the sheep follow. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, when it starts to be turned around and the shepherd starts to, to, to follow the sheep, if you will, and you start doing stuff just because your fans want that. I don't know if that's the, the, uh, the most, uh, the, yeah, the, the thing you really want to want to go for all the time, you know, well, maybe every once in a while. I agree. I agree with you, and I also I like. I'd like to get your opinion on this, but I don't necessarily think it's necessarily just about what your fans want. I think it's what you see other people in the industry that are doing. And oh, good point. And yeah. it's like seeing oh, the industry like at this moment in time loves a tech house beat with a '90s hip hop sample on. Like oh, I have to do that to to be in the cool crowd, or yeah. to be popular, or to be anything. Yeah, and I think. Yeah. That's the, that's the interesting thing. And I, whilst you're saying that, I was, I'm literally thinking like in the art, like that paint painting and painters and like the art world and kind of like, Mm. look at what Banksy did and look kind of, he wasn't trying to be anyone else. He was doing what he just did and he did it well. And look how big he was and how big he is and how many people came from that. And kind of, it's, I feel it's the same in music. But there is a point where you like, you have to be happy writing what you're writing. You have to enjoy it. I agree. I mean, I I don't think I could be really good at, you know, uh, putting some putting a show on with music that I really don't feel. Mm, yeah. You know, and um, so if uh, anyway, if that, if that's my destiny, then that's my destiny. You know. Uh, so, mm. uh, but that that's like it's not to be com- confused with complacency. Totally. Like, like I don't give. You know, it, but I, I have to be real to myself at, at first mm. in order to bring the music that I really want to bring out. And um, have, yeah, you, have, I, yeah. have you ever I had really that in your career where you're like, I'm not too sure why I'm doing this and I need to make a, a change? Yeah, yeah. I get, but I'm not really sure what point of this. Hmm, let's see. Uh, I yeah, I think... I think 
a good one is actually the the, the moment I, I mentioned earlier where where um after all the out of the blues and stuff you know i was just doing that i was already getting a slightly bored of it because yeah. when you're in the show you you know you probably experience it as well you do too much of the same stuff yeah it's just not, it becomes numbing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not exciting anymore. Yeah. The crowd loves it. There's here's another trance that sounds exactly like fifty <laughs> other before. Yeah, yeah. But I'm in the studio, like okay, I do the same thing again. So I kind of want to move on. And I've always been a big sort of electro head, you know, uh, and uh, also slightly based on the eighties. And here I was just experimenting with with some stuff, and I, you know, all of a sudden there was a punk, you know, it was a different track, and yeah. I, and this also came a little because of like oh yeah you know what you're all tired of me well yeah i'm kind of tired of this music too i just died so fuck it i'm doing whatever i like right now Mm -hmm. i don't care you know but i need to do this i need to move on and i need to um to to get happy in the studio again and and sit here like oh my god rocking you know yeah Uh, so i think and there's been a few more uh throughout my career where where i felt like okay you know what yeah I'm tired of this. I just need to move on. Yeah. Uh, How good is yeah. that feeling? Because it's a really interesting feeling. The I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's you as an artist noticing when that time of change needs to happen, and then it's what it's the process in between the time in the, in between when you need to make the change and realizing you need to make the change and trying to make the change. Like that process is for me is like a hard point in it is hard it, yeah because of course there's always the little angel and the devil on your shoulder right yeah, like, yeah do it now yeah. and then the, the other one says like yeah but you know you know you're yeah you make a lot of people happy with this what you do and uh shoot you mm. so be or whatever take your time you know <laughs> but yeah sometimes you just feel like hey no this just needs to happen because i need to i need this mm. right now and then yeah. i how about you for you like when when you okay you've accepted that you need to make a change but then you need to work out what that change is in the studio is that a quick process for you because for me that takes a while takes a while it's a little trial and trial and error trial and error as well you know yes yeah. the first attempts i may not be instantly happy with or I feel like yeah, it's there, but it's missing something. It's just yeah. the, it's not legit yet, you know. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, also, I mean, and then you put a track out like that, and the instant feedback is from your fans, like, ah, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, we yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, but yeah, bear with me, man. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Hang <laughs> on, you can you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll it's. It's funny yeah. because I I'm the same with with artists that I absolutely love and right. then they do something different. I'm like, why? Why are you doing what? that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have to yeah. kind of take that. It's it's all when like I've got like we all have favorite artists, right? And when like they're out, I don't really listen to like electronic music out in right. in my personal life. I I kind of try not to. Yeah. Um. And there's I like let's say for instance like. I don't know, somebody that I really like brings out a new album. And I like actually, before I comment on it to anybody, I have to listen to it like three or four times at least just because I'm like, I need to live with this music because otherwise I'm going to hate it because it's not like what they released last time. 
Yeah, yeah. It's really unfair to hate instantly. I really want to stress that to all the, all the, all the, all the fans watching now and you know uh, uh, listening. Just like, but I know it's your first response, your first mm. emotion, like you know. But a lot of thinking and a lot of time and effort went into that album that yeah. you're listening to that you don't like right Massively. now. Massively. Yeah. Artist has been struggling. Like, am I making this jump to something else? Mm. Trust me. Every artist has that, and it's a very uncertain period when that album comes out for that artist, uh, you know. But you will notice, I, I, I always have that. The same when, when I go through the same thing as where you have, like, yeah. oh, don't, don't think I like this, but I need to give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Just listen to it a few times, and then eventually these sort of, like, one or two favorites on the album start appearing. Yeah. I, I listen to those, and... After a while, you listen to the other one that is also pretty cool, you yeah. know. And eventually, that you get sucked into uh, into the whole, uh, almost like the thought process behind the album, yeah. what those guys, the artists, uh, you know, or the girls went, went through, and why that album sounds like it is doing right now. So, yeah, it's funny it's how a- our brains work, right? And I don't, th- I don't think they ever change. That we, it's that instant gratification. We want the instant gratification straight away. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's the same with ev- with everything. Is I don't know, maybe maybe not when you first started releasing music, because you didn't want to be a DJ. But like I think I can relate. Like that first record I ever put out, I wanted it to be the biggest hit in the world and be the biggest artist in the world straight away. And it, right. it takes you years to realize that it's not going to happen like that. And if you want it to happen like that, it's never ever going to happen like that. It's when and if. And uh, to be honest, you should also ask yourself, do you want, do you really want that to happen like that? Exactly. Your first yeah. big you've ever done because you're only with, de- with dealing, da- you're only dealing with downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, what's it, what are the chances that if you're like a super, super big smash, what are the chances to, to, to even top that yeah. with, on your next, you know, that's, those are that's just so incredibly small, that chance. Well, so, um, I, I also think like we're seeing that more and more nowadays, especially in the pop world and how record labels are working and how TikTok works, where like a, a record pops off on TikTok. Yeah. Record labels go and fight for it and pay the, the highest bidder wins. And then the artist is huge for a couple of years and then they're gone. Because yeah. that first record that they wrote or that popped off was literally like their tenth record they've ever made, and yeah. they don't know how to. They don't know how they did it. There's no like, it's that's luck, pure luck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it ruins people's. It, it ruins people. I think. I don't. I don't really agree with how it's going at this moment in time, personally. Yeah, I mean, the one that that did well probably is someone like Billie Eilish. You know, who, oh, she's who came. Came, came from that world, I guess, and then also blew up and and had like a hit after hit after hit. But I, I think, it, yeah, no, I totally agree, and I I love what she does. It, like I listen to her a lot, and I, I really like her music and the production that Phineas does is insane. But I think it, I think the difference between her and like the God knows how many people that have had hits in the last like five years or even yeah. two years, like pre COVID, just just after during COVID and and post like billy is and there's there's a few other artists similar to her she has yeah. serious talent and she's yeah. doing what she wants she's so authentically her 
which I think it mm. goes back to what we were just talking about is that it's like, if you're authentically yourself, like there will always be a market for you, whether that's 10 people, or whether that's 10 million people, there will be a market for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But I, it's, it must be tough. Could you imagine being Billie Eilish, like being like 18 and that? And that, yeah, yeah, that's, Fucking that's hard, man. Like good luck on her in the yeah. sense that, you know, she uh she put she put the bar pretty high for herself with that first one i, yeah. I mean and when she comes up with an album that sounds slightly different or, or pretty di- pretty much different from this then you know yeah that's uh, it's gonna be uh <laughs> must be tough it's gonna be uh, yeah 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 you must be must be tough to do that yeah um how how do you find I, I know we kind of breached on it a little bit, but how do you find touring after the pandemic? Are you, are you finding shows different or are you finding, are you enjoying it as much? Cause like we had a lot of time off to like be yeah. whatever we wanted to be like kind of normal people, like just sitting <laughs> around, <laughs> like not doing yeah. anything with our lives. Um, how, how, how is it for you now? Um, I gotta admit that it, 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 it was a lot harder to get into yeah. the, the the hamster wheel, if you if you mm. you know if you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. than uh, than than I uh, ex- anticipated. Honestly, you know, uh, during COVID, there were a few markets where I just had a show here. There, Croatia was one of them that was open for like a small window. So yeah. in the summer, so I get some beach party to the, where I played, and it's like, oh, nice. But this was after a while of not doing anything, and then. Mm. Uh, there were like a few more throughout the pandemic, um, and then I get, I think my my first uh, real tour again was uh, was going to the US when that mm. opened, you know, and um, going there to the same clubs that I used to play before pandemic. So with memories pre pandemic yeah. in my head, you know, and then you go there and it's just the numbers weren't the same and the yeah. vibe was different. And, and, and you could really sort of now when I look back at it, I can I can give it a name, but I, you can could really see like oh, there's still some hesitation yeah. and people were still stuff. At the time, it was like oh man, this is it, Game done, over. yeah, yeah, get it. This is the end of the end of touring. Yeah. You know, like, but um, now we're like this was October last year, so yeah, almost like a year year ago. Uh, but now it's it's really just pretty much back to pre-pandemic yeah. situation yeah yeah so yeah so the only thing i'm struggling with still is so sort of like what i was said in the beginning you know when we started this this chat it's just finding the the balance again between um in the studio and um and touring I, I i really personally have a few right now i haven't been in the studio actively really really producing mm. for about half a year yeah it's not entirely true but that that's how it feels to me like uh, man it's like i really want to be in this room for so so badly but i just don't have the time and and i need to get that back uh, back in order it's how do, how do you think you'll get that back um well um i mean this this the agenda this year is, is, is still a quite a few makeup dates mm. you know there were there were uh, already book pre-pandemic and then yeah. moved moves um so I had a long uh, discussion with uh, with the team here, uh, my agent in the UK and also in the in, in the states, and said like, look, you know, 
the only way I can can get back on track with that is just to uh, to sort of like be a bit more exclusive on on uh, which shows to pick, and yeah. not just uh, you know fill out every weekend completely. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so take more weekends off in between, and just get these sort of week, week and a half, two weeks periods in the studio yeah. where I can read and just like get switched on again and, and really just, uh, yeah, just ex- exploration again as mm. well. Cause now, right. You have like two, three days in the studio. What do you do? You grab to, you grab the sort of things, you know, will work and it's, you know, Oh, here's a new track and it's, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's not, not that, that yeah, I'm yeah. Up, you know, but, um, um, yeah, a bit more time in the studio will, um, will, will, will get me there. Yeah, so I think, just, I think it's, it's very easy to just go to what you know, right? And it's, yeah. and then it goes back to what we're saying where you just kind of get bored of what you're doing and it, then so, the studio is not fun and the studio is a job. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how I found coming out of the pandemic where <clears throat> I'd written so much during the pandemic that like when I tried to write again after touring again, I was like... I, this just isn't fun to me anymore. I'm just writing for the sake of writing because yeah. this all I know what I should do in my downtime is to go in the studio. And yeah. it's like, it's a very strange feeling that when you're just like, uh, not really, not really too sure what to do. Um, yeah. It is weird. Especially because, you know, since up to, up to the pandemic, you're always pretty sure. Yeah, uh, uh, your, ne- your navigation was on point in a yeah. way, you know, um, yeah. and right now that, also throughout the pandemic there was there was no there was no purpose right you were just mm. sitting in a studio writing music yeah. there it was banging stuff or more chilled and relaxed stuff yeah. or whatever there was no there was no next week's show that you had wanted to make a track for right yeah. so that was a that was a very sort of like very strange sort of sensation to be in a studio almost like with a blindfold on you know like not knowing where to go and mm. just um, liberating at the same time as well. Well, I, um, I was going to say that. I was going to say that because we you're not writing music for a purpose. So, which is yeah. kind of what technically, as an artist, you're supposed to do to a certain extent. Like, yeah. we're, because yeah. we're DJs, it's very easy for us. Like, oh, I've got a show next week, or I've got a fest. I'm playing yeah. Coachella next week. I have to make a new intro record for Coachella, or whatever that is. Like, yeah, exactly. whereas <laughs> you know, and. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's slowly coming back. I just need my my like I said, I just really need my time in the studio. Now, yeah, but but fair. You had just had two years of COVID in the studio. Yeah, but again, that had no purpose. And now, mm. God, you know, it's all in my mind. So this the scene is going to look like this when we come out. Um, you know, and then the scene is slightly different. So now I know what the scene is like. Yeah, and what I and what is uh, what what resonates with me. So now going back into studio into the studio with that in mind, you know, I feel like I'm. I'm I'm gonna get more uh, on point again. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Does it? Going back to the trance techno that's kind of popping off at the moment. Mm. Do you ever get that urge to make anything like that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, and be like, I'm the boss. I like I've been doing this for years. Like, just let just let me show you how it's done <laughs> in <laughs> in a non arrogant way. Like. Uh, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, and no. It's it's not. I don't want to make music to just prove a point. You know, it, totally. Yeah. Um, if I if I would do something like that, I mean, there's tracks out there, techno tracks that I really like. You yeah. know, I I I really appreciate good techno. Um, 
and I and I I've, I've always thought that techno and trance in a way would go really well and hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, it's some, sometimes the most uh, and also sometimes the most um, unusual combination could be really good. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I can imagine like how trance would work really well in a different way with drum and bass, for example. Mm. Uh, and some of some of this out there, or has a, has a, the sub focus stuff has a bit of a trancey yeah. sort of thing. Well, I guess right? also you kind of get the like liquid drum and bass, which is very melodic drum and bass, really. Which yeah. trance is the most melodic kind of electronic music out there, for, in my opinion. Um, yeah, goes hand in hand totally. So yeah, I mean. You know, I, I think seeing the climate out there, what's what's happening right now, uh, there will, you know, there will be, uh, there definitely will be something of that, mm. uh, where where I just uh, rub shoulders with some of the techno sounds and uh, and and you know the, the drum kits and whatever. Um, at the same time, uh, something that that I'm that I'm also amazed by right now is is what what you see happening in mainly the UK is how this whole mid '90s sort of vibe is just taking over it's big wild. time it's crazy and it, and all the records that that i hear are that are like that that they all sound like they were produced in the 90s yeah. you know they they sound a little well, i don't I don't mean it in a disrespectful way but they sound crappy yeah. they sound like <laughs> you know, that's the the whole character of the, yeah. of this, of the style right now which is you know that's yeah that's right in my backyard (laughs) it's very interesting that because like even like i like my i did an ep on trick on patrick toppen's label and yeah yeah, i use like the rave generator synth it's just literally samples all the old all the old 90s synthesizers yeah and like it's it's I I didn't I grew up in the nineties, so I remember that music. I didn't grow up with that music, if if that makes sense. I guess yeah. like my musical yes. era was like early two thousands, like late nineties, early two thousands, like Faithless and the, Faithless were like the ones for me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Chemical Brothers, Fatboy Slim, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. But like <clears throat> it's really interesting now because the people that are writing music never experienced that and they'd never heard that like it's only now that they're going back and hearing that music which is it's really amazing to me that that it goes to show how young dance music actually is yeah but it's literally only like two generations like yeah someone's like talking to like kevin saunderson like he's practically a granddad if you know what i mean like yeah his kids are having kids or like which realistically is wild because they're the originators of of this, yeah, of this, absolutely, this whole thing. Yeah. But you know what's really cool about that is when I try to make an '80s record, I'm 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 making it, I'm making an '80s record how I think '80s records sound, you yeah, know, exactly. And that's that's with the with you know with that '90s sound as well. You were probably too young to really live through it, but you remember it so in your head you're making a track that in your in your imagination your reality sounds like that yeah which is from the original stuff but therefore it has a new sort of twist to it mm. it has a newer a newer vibe to it you know and it makes it modern with with that sort of touch yeah and that that's what makes it really interesting again yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 a really interesting time i'm like there's parts of the scene that i'm really not excited about and there's parts of the scene that i am really excited about and it's it's all kind yeah. of merging into the thing that I really like now is how the internet kind of brings scenes 
across the world. So like something from the UK that's popping off will then move to America or move somewhere else. And it's, yeah. it's amazing how as I guess with the streaming, there's lots of pros and cons to the streaming side of the world, but like your music's being heard everywhere instantly. Like from the day of release, you might get a huge playlist in Australia yeah. and then you're the next big thing in Australia. Yeah. Um, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the, the, the you know, the, the, the reach you can have right now and have, you know, it's, it's, yeah. How, how have you found that going from selling vinyl from in the nineties to CDs, MP3s, mini discs to, to, <laughs> to like Dude. now, like what, how, how have you found that kind of transition? Um, I was never really listening, never really sort of uh, thinking about it too much. Mm. Oh, I, I always uh, embracing the new sort of media medium, right? The, yeah. the new thing. Uh, it's just that when I look back at it right now, it's, it's, it's um, you know, okay, so you have Spotify, which is a world of possibilities on its own. Mm -hmm. But what I am really missing is music, not just being frequencies in your ear, but a product. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. Uh, so you're basically right now. You 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 have nothing. Just mm -hmm. just moving air. That's yeah. all you have. Mm. And and what I loved about the vinyl days and the CD days, uh, in you know, in the same way is you you actually could touch music. You could yeah. touch the product. You had the, you had the sleeve. You know, uh, white label this or that, or mm. white vinyl, colored vinyl. Uh, the booklet, the, the the inside of the vinyl, with CDs, the booklets, you know, ours really went like a whole, like a long way to just come up, not just with a great album, but a great looking album yeah. as well. And um, that's something that's that's missing right now. Uh, brings me to another topic in a way. The 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 one thing and this this big big debates about whether this is good or not. But I think that the the new form of that excitement that people were looking for like oh what what, what did the artwork look like mm. this that is and that you can get that back in in nfts right now yeah. you know like a new thing where you feel like okay besides the music i can have something visually as well yeah. that is my, that is that is cool so i mean there, there are there are definitely uh new and interesting ways coming coming again um to to get that part but but it's 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 definitely the vacuum that we were in at some point uh where we were just dealing with a spotify, a spotify playlist uh yeah you know where where it was just like there was no room for extended because everyone wants straight to the chorus you know because the algorithms say tell exactly. you so yeah you know that's the, the one part i'm like ah oh, i don't want to be here man yeah. I, I, it's I want to get out of that wind wind tunnel that makes everything the same shape. If you know what I mean? Well, it's the form. It's the formulaic that an algorithm kind of yeah. has changed how the, the how the algorithm has changed the music industry, where you have to make it formulaic, otherwise it doesn't perform. And yeah, <laughs> but and then you have the outliers like Burial and joy orbison or like just people like that where they just don't give a fuck and they just put it out and it does really well like um floating points like his stuff right. for me is like i listen to it and i'm like he doesn't I, maybe he does i don't know i've i've only spoke 
to him like once. I've only sat down with him over dinner for like a couple of hours. But like the the music that he puts out is so so unformulaic, and it still right. does extremely well. Um, yeah, it, there's definitely music out there. Um, I I'm also a big fan of uh, of all the cinematic stuff and ambient and mm, you know. I I done an album under under my fair project, which is all just that stuff. Yeah, and I'm I I'm a big fan of like John Hopkins and Same. Max Rick and you Ma- know Max Rick Max Rickner is like literally one of my favorite. Amazing, and I don't really think that those guys would go into the studio like after like five seconds. We need to go to you know mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because otherwise the algorithms are not. You know, so it, it it really also depends on on the actual genre of music, right? One hundred percent. Because I think with those genres is that they have these huge like playlists that we don't even come across that like Absolutely. are just like without kind of diminishing the their genres. It's just background music, and yeah, there's it's it's used for a lot of people use it to, to just to chill or to study. Exactly, you know? yeah. It's such a world. It's because I, I did, did some digging and just, uh, man, it's like we, we are so stuck in our dance bubble. And, yeah. you know, and, and pop is sort of like part of that in a way, you know, mm. uh, that we think that that's how it works. But there's this fast world out there where, you know, music is just music as it was supposed to be, uh, you know. And um, which I, I, like, f- I would uh, back and dance again as well. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful when that is. And I, I think I, totally agree with you with what you were saying about the physical product of like there was nothing better than going to the vinyl store and i don't want to sound like a like an old man (laughs) but like i'm not an old man but it's like i like there was nothing a a not better feeling than going and picking up a vinyl or picking up a cd like although i know cds were kind of shit really they weren't the greatest form but like picking up the CD, putting it in your player or putting it on the decks and like pulling out the, 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 the back page and like being able to read, like some, some artists like did like full on like stories about each record and like yeah. what it was about for them and all the, and then you saw the people that worked behind the record. And for me, like, although I actually really like streaming and I think streaming has been amazing for, the bridge between physical and, and digital days. And it's, yeah. it's a real way for artists to make money, which I think is, is what needed to happen to a certain extent. It, I, it's not yeah. there yet. It's not fully there, but it's a stepping stone to there. Yeah. But I think my kind of, my thing with streaming and like the whole subscription standard of, uh, for music is like, it's like going into an art gallery and being able to take any, art off the wall for free and then Mm. being able to just put it back on the wall and go get another one for free and not not have to pay for it and i think that's that's where i struggle with how Mm. music is kind of treated nowadays because there's so much of it that yeah it's yeah exactly it's it's you know there's there's so much of it there's also a lot of uh you know uh there's good and way good ways and bad ways with this you know there's there's also there's a, a lack of quality control. I feel yeah. everyone can put music out, mm. but that's also at the same time gives everybody an equal chance. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's yeah. double edged sword in that sense. So 
but what I do like about streaming uh, platforms is it allows me really quickly to, to find new artists. Like, mm. oh, wow. I follow that person, you know. Yeah. So your 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 horizon widens so quickly with this, and you, yeah. So that's that's really what I do like about that. But it's just like missing the the actual physical thing you can touch or I agree if it if it were an NFT something that is I don't know that adds more to just the music you know well I think yeah because I think with the NFT thing that I think the way to get more people in that kind of realm is to give a physical part of the NFT as well and I think yeah the NFT projects that will eventually do well I know like crypto and all of that's kind of taken a it's fallen out of his ass for a while but like yeah. i think the way to actually get your your the majority of people over to nfts is by giving them something physical with that nft yeah because it's still very sort of fake for a lot of people to update yeah. I, I just did a did an, an nft drop with record shop yeah. um a few months ago and for me to actually get my head around it what what it is Apart from, you know, this, yeah, this, mm. this digital something yeah. that you own, JPEG. you know, yeah, yeah, it's really, it, it, it was really, uh, it took me a little while to get into the, to get into it and, and the city possibilities and, and a, a good sort of solution was the actual, uh, combination with a physical thing, yeah. be, be, be it a cap or a t-shirt or mm. like, uh, something else. Right. So, so to um to make it a bit more more real real yeah. life you know? totally totally and i and i think this is like i've i've always said this to to like my friends like about the nfts and i don't necessarily look at it as like just an online thing it's it's a way for like i've always wanted to like buy art for for my walls if you know what i mean and the yeah. art that i like i can't afford like it's just right. it's just a fact that some of the art that I love, I'm not gonna spend a hundred thousand. Well, I can't afford a hundred thousand pounds to buy a piece of art for my wall. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Right. But NFT allowed people that can't afford art to buy art. Yeah, and yeah. it allowed artists to that couldn't sell their art for lots of money to sell their art for money multiple times which then yeah. meant that they're full-time in 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 making art which for me i think the world is a better place without sounding cliche and guru the world is a better place when there's more people making art yeah uh, that's and yeah. that's that was my kind of theory behind the nft thing i don't like the whole stock bros kind of how how that's all kind of turned into it and it's like yeah it's it's, it's wall street on the internet really hey that's just the investors getting you know doing a bet you know yeah. that's really what it is and um but it, but the art part is 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 cool i i do like that really really support that yes yeah. it's pretty amazing um so you are have you started what the f tour yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did my uh, my tour in the US. Did uh, ten dates in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, I just did uh, Australia. I did. I just did Norway the, uh, this this uh, past weekend. Amazing. And we be tomorrow actually. So uh, wow. Yeah. Where are you in Ibiza? Yeah. In yeah, um, Ibiza, it's at, at Tox uh, in Destino. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've uh, never been to Destino. What's it like? 
Yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a resort and it has also the uh, the out the outdoor stage. Mm. Um, but this is like the club underneath the the resort, cool. so it's uh, it's uh, it's I think also about five hundred people or so. It's not right. really big, yeah, but it's super. And it's actually really, uh, it's 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 going to be really cool because with what the F playing open to close with just my music, mm. you know, the, the people that come to these events, they they know my music like inside out, yeah. right? So, so from start to finish, you get this sort of one big family That's and amazing. people singing every singing to every song and stuff, and it's yes, it's really really cool. Are you playing? Is it? all release stuff or unreleased stuff as well unreleased stuff as well yeah. as, soon, as soon as i have a new track on there i'll try to just you know. put it in <laughs> put it in it's nice put, put it in yeah how so, uh, how is it when you're just playing your own music um consider like compared to like another set where you're playing other people's music how, how does it feel when you're actually playing well obviously you, you know every track yeah every every hi-hat you know yeah uh, um so it, it, in a way, it's it works really well to to come up with that perfect journey, mm. you know. Speaking of cliches, but um, yeah, it's just it's just really really cool. It's just, I, there's, of course, I love playing new tracks by other people. Just you know, also for my for my own inspiration and just to see how it how it works. And just because I like those tracks, but there's yeah, just something that uh, that you've always. At the time, put a lot of time and effort in to, and it's a part of your own history and your, mm. your own self. Just to do a whole night like that is, uh, yeah, I guess it's just the ultimate DJ producer experience. You know, right. you, you 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 only DJ what you produce. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing, isn't it? When you, it's but I guess it's that I don't know. It strokes the ego like a little bit to a set to, to a certain extent in in the best way as well. It's like. Yeah, like I didn't have to play anyone else's music, and it did really well. Like it was a good night. Oh yeah, yeah. Just putting it together was was a bit of a, you know, it was quite a bit of a uh, a mission because you're dealing uh, with you know music that I produced, let's say, twenty years ago. Yeah, my track from yesterday, you know, and um, so I mean, for the for the what what the F show, I. Uh, it's sort of like a combination of Ferry Corsten, System F, and Gorilla. Okay. And um, for Gorilla and System F, the shows that I did under those names, I already decided to completely fully reproduce all the tracks. Oh, wow. Right? So I, I did for those shows. So they sound exactly like the originals, mm. just just more punchy. Yeah. Um, so someone who hasn't heard, uh, let's say, Out of the Blue yeah. for, for, for 18 years and here's the new version of out of the blue will not necessarily hear that it's a newer a newly produced version mm. they will probably think like wow can't believe how tight this still sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was a genius back in the day still releasing music this game <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have, but, you, have you ever thought about doing re-releases of, of those newly yeah um, the newly produced ones yeah well not really because i i up to now, they only were like the purpose for those were uh, were just the shows. But might as well since like the whole '90s sound is just you know, it's just back. And this like some of these tracks are the, are that you know. Well, uh, I think that's the beauty of, of streaming, right? It doesn't matter. Like you can you can yeah. put a record out every week, and one might do really well. It might not, but fuck it, it's out there. 
that's true. That's true. And, you know, again, it starts living its own life. So God knows what happens in a, in a year from now with that track, you know, you never know. Well, I think but, yeah. th- that's the thing is, is, especially if it did so well in the 90s or like early 2000s, like they are the sounds that are back now. And true. Yeah. If, if it sounds a bit more beefy and a bit more tighter, like why not? Yeah. Oh, it's, like I said, they were they were initially just produced for the shows, but uh, yeah, it might actually be not a bad idea to just say, all right, you know what, I've I've, I've done my my thing with it here. Let's, you know, it's all yours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that'd be a really interesting kind of experiment as well, and it could yeah. be interesting to like not tell anyone that this is a yeah. re-release and just yeah. be like, here's here's a record. Yeah. <laughs> put it out here you go yeah true because yeah. like there has to be a lot of fans that obviously still know the records but there's also there's also a lot of fans that don't like that's the amazing thing about nowadays is that i don't know about you but for when i every time i go into a club like i i play like no one there i i go in thinking that no one's there to see me and no one's there that's, that's paid paid to see me and I think that way it's like kind of gives me an opportunity to actually like work and and be like, I, I have to win these people over. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And it's like, I think it can be, we can become complacent when it kind of is like, all these people are here to see me. Even though you might have sold a, rac- a show out and everything like that. But like realistically, like if you've sold a show out, how many people are actually actually know who you are? It's probably like, one person and they've told five of their mates that they have to come along with them because because that's yeah. it so it's like we have to win these people over and I, like yeah that would be really interesting to see what re- like re-releasing a record from like that yeah exactly for, from, yeah i agree with you know every look in, in you know the people buy tickets to come and see you but yeah there's also you know the the friends that haven't heard of you before yeah and uh I, I also always sort of appro- approach each show with the sort of like the notion of like yeah not everybody not, not everybody here knows me yeah so I need to convince everybody so whether this person has seen me a hundred times and or this person has never seen me before um, so that's, I, I, yeah for me that's always the best feeling is when you get those messages after or you get somebody come up to you and be like I've never heard of you before what's your DJ name. And like, right. do, you, do, do you still get that? Because I, I, I always wondered, like, do you still get that? Um, not, not often, to be honest. Not yeah. actually, what's your DJ name? Not that question, but I, I do still get like, yeah, definitely get people like, hey, yeah, I've, I've heard your name and I've, you know, my friends always talk about you, but I've never been to any of your shows yeah. or I never heard of you your music. And, you know, or, uh, yeah, last time I, um, I, uh, I went with my friend who told me to go mm. and so covered you that night yeah. and then did some, you know, the, the Spotify searching and, oh my God, wow. You know, it's, it, it's still really cool, man, to, to just get that. It's just, yeah, it's just what we all, what we do this for, right? Yeah, it's the best just, feeling, man. It's the best feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, We've nearly done an hour and a half, so I just want to kind of wrap this up with one more question. Yeah. Um, I, and this isn't music related, um, but I've started to ask, some guests at the end of the podcast and that question is if you could give anybody one piece of advice on life right now what would it be on life right now Ooh. uh wow okay yeah it's i just tried to, to just look at my look at myself how how i 
go around in life and it's just really being myself mm. right now the world especially with all social media is just such a fake and phony place you know yeah. everything made more beautiful than it really is so uh, just yeah just, just be yourself and just believe in yourself really because that's you don't have to be that uh, superstar uh, model or a superstar DJ that <laughs> 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 you just uh, you know to, to together man just believe in yourself you can you can do it and it's just like as long as you really believe in yourself you can do it and you work hard enough um um then uh you you eventually uh, get get somewhere and um but most important thing is be be you mm. right love that yeah love that dude lovely to meet you lovely to talk to you um thank you so hey, much for th- fun keep in touch thanks so much for coming on um and i'm sure i'll probably bump into you at some point in a festival at some somewhere in the world for sure sounds good man thanks mate keep safe see you soon bye all right bye and that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed it please hit subscribe please give us a little review share it with your mates if you enjoyed it and thank you for everybody listening see you next time